Coming up on the Keto Camp Podcast, this is a very special episode, episode 500, where I share the top five lessons I've learned recording 500 episodes for the podcast. Here we go. We have access to ancient healing strategies such as ketosis, fasting, and carnivore. And on the Keto Camp Podcast, we are determined to deliver the science to you. We bring in the thought leaders in this space to have extraordinary conversations so you could apply it and change your life. Your body was built to thrive. Your body is capable of healing as long as you identify the interference and remove it. I believe you are a masterpiece because you are a piece of the master. My name is Ben Azadi. I'm the best-selling author of Keto Flex, and I want to thank you for spending part of your day with me. Hey, Keto Camper, thank you so much for tuning in today. Maybe this is your first episode, or maybe this is your 500th episode, and I can't believe that we are episode 500. It has been quite a journey, and I want to thank you and show my appreciation and, and vitamin G gratitude for you. We are super proud of this milestone, and we are committed to hitting 1,000 episodes and 2,000 episodes Honestly, I don't see any other podcasters out there putting out three to four episodes per week. That's what we do, and we are committed. And I've interviewed some of the most brilliant scientists, doctors, health coaches, practitioners in the world. It's one of my favorite things that I do, honestly, is recording these podcasts, because if you've been listening to the show for quite some time, you can see that I prepare for every single episode. I don't just show up and say, hey, tell me about your work. I do my research and I take pride in that. And I always have notes and bullet points and things I wanna cover before I even hit record with my guest. I wanna know their story before I have a conversation with them. I wanna know their research. I wanna know what they what lights them up. And uh, what I'm gonna do on this episode today, it's a special episode where it's me, and I'm going to share the top five lessons that I've learned. I think we could all agree that information is not power, okay? Uh, that might be a controversial statement, but it's the right information applied over a period of time that's actual power. So information is potential power. And if information alone would change your life, then everybody would be rich and skinny and famous and whatever you want in life. But it's not. Uh, librarians are not rich and they have all the information at their hands, right? So it is not the information, we are drowning, actually, in information, and we are starving for wisdom. So I'm going to share with you wisdom on today's episode. That's my goal, to share five lessons I've learned, because there are so many people out there that are brilliant, and they don't agree with each other. Uh, they come on, and but I, I, I want to choose some of the parallels that I've found over these conversations. Out of the 500 episodes, I would say at least 400 of them, probably more, maybe 450, are interviews where I've interviewed people. So 450 experts, some of them have been returned guests, so maybe it is closer to 400, but there's a lot of uh, value in that. And what I believe is this episode will take decades of learning and application and turn that into days or weeks for you. So without further ado, I'm going to get right into this. Um, there's no ads on today's episode. There's no fluff. It's It's right into it. So let's go. The first lesson that I've learned interviewing so many people, is that the body was created to heal itself. The body has 
regulations and mechanisms in place that God put there. And, and if you don't believe in God, just use higher power or energy or universe or mother nature, whatever you feel comfortable with. But oh my gosh, I don't think we will ever understand the complexity and the brilliance of the human design of the body. And I've interviewed people who have had stage four cancer, like Owen and Callie. Uh, she's, Callie's a student of my Keto Camp Academy. And thymoma, rare cancer, to go on to heal themselves. I've interviewed people who were on wheelchairs, like uh, Dr. Terry Walls, not able to walk for three years. Now she's walking, riding bike from her MS diagnosis. I've interviewed people who have reverse autoimmune conditions and type 2 diabetes and insulin resistance and really severe conditions. So that's proof to me that the human body was built to heal itself. There are three themes that I outline in my book, Keto Flex, for healing your body. Three steps that are easy on paper, but more difficult when you apply them. Apply them, And those three steps are, number one, identify the interference. And it's usually interferences. It's multiple things causing chronic inflammation. So we would identify that. Number two, work on removing the interference. And number three, allow your incredible body to heal. When somebody has a symptom, if you have a symptom or if you have symptoms, plural, uh, that's actually a good thing. It's a gift. Thank God for your symptoms. You know, be thankful for your symptoms because that is your body, your innate intelligence showing you, hey, you are out of homeostasis. Something you've done has caused interference. And I'm showing you a symptom to bring you back to homeostasis. It's your body's check engine light. And thank God we have that. We don't just mask the symptoms with medications and fad diets and surgeries and pills and supplements and shots, etc. We identify the interference. We pull the car over, if you will, to the side of the road, open up the hood, figure out what's wrong with the engine. And it really comes down to your cellular metabolism, which we'll get to in the later tips. But we, we, need, we really need to believe this before we see it. Uh, there's something to be said about the power of your mind. Uh, you've probably heard of the placebo effect. And here's something that's super interesting. The placebo effect was actually discovered during World War II by an anesthesiologist named Dr. Henry Beecher. And during this time, he ran out of morphine in the middle of a German bombardment. Desperate to ease soldiers' pain, Beecher's nurse injected a syringe of salt water but told the wounded men that they were getting a powerful painkiller. And to Beecher's astonishment, the saline solution soothed the soldier's agony and kept him and kept them from going into shock. After Beecher returned to Harvard Medical School after the war, he pioneered the use of controlled clinical studies for new medicines where some of the test subjects would unknowingly get a placebo by subtracting the improvement in the placebo group, researchers could determine whether a drug really worked or not. Now, all credible studies are kind of matched with a pl controlled placebo. That's where it originated. And if you believe your body can heal itself, your body will heal itself. If you believe that you are doomed by your genes and your symptoms are there permanently and you're never going to heal, you're also right. Uh, what you believe you will manifest. And there's an old adage that you got to see it before you believe it, but that actually is the opposite. We believe it before we see it. And here is a, some crazy examples of the power of your mind and how your body is capable of healing itself and your mind could create health or your mind could create disease. This is a crazy story that I'm going to share with you from Dr. Norman Cousins, who wrote a great book called Anatomy of Illness to show you, to illustrate to you 
how powerful your mind is. During a football game in Los Angeles, a few people came ill with the symptoms of food poisoning. The doctor who treated them ascertained that they'd all had Coca-Cola from one of the two dispensing machines by the stands. He naturally wondered if the soda syrup had been contaminated or the machine's copper piping had corroded. But before they could pinpoint the cause, he didn't want anybody else to get exposed. So this doctor went on the public address system and described the symptoms of the sick people and warned everyone not to drink any more Coca-Cola. Within minutes, the whole football stadium became a place of vomiting people, including many who hadn't gone to either soda machine. There were five ambulances shuttling back and forth to bring people to a nearby hospital. Later that day, they found out there was nothing poisonous in the Coca-Cola machines. As soon as they got the news, the people in the hospital stopped throwing up. There was nothing wrong with them. Cousins called it a mass-induced hypnosis, an acute physical reaction caused completely by people's minds. That is a powerful example of how important it is to use your mind the right way to heal your body. In another Harvard study, 100 medical students were enlisted to test two drugs. One was a super stimulant, which was a red pill, and the other a super tranquilizer, which was a blue pill. Without the knowledge to the students, the drugs were purposely switched. The red was actually a barbiturate, and the blue was an amphetamine. Even so, the subjects who were given a downer experienced stimulation because of their expectations, while those who took the upper was actually given a barbiturate felt tired. Talk about the power of the mind. The subject's expectations actually overpowered the drug and reversed its impact to the very opposite of what the chemicals normally create. Another study that's going to amaze you here, there was a trial done at the Houston Veterans Affairs Medical Center, so VA, where they enrolled 180 subjects with significant pain from osteoarthritis. Two-thirds underwent arthroscopic knee surgery. The other 60 had a fake placebo surgery. Both groups had the same prep and were cared for overnight by nurses who didn't know who'd had the real operation. The results, the placebo patients reported just as much relief and functional improvement as the ones who actually got the real surgery. One year later, the placebo group was doing better at walking and stair climbing than the surgical patients. The results were so profound that the Department of Veteran Affairs told its doctors to stop performing these operations. So the first lesson here is your body can heal, your mind can help you heal, believe it before you see it. The second lesson I've learned is that fundamentals cannot be skipped. If you are building a house and you're focusing so much on the roof, you're focusing so much on how the kitchen looks, how the bedroom looks, you know, beautiful decorations, but the fundamentals, the framework, the structure is faulty, that house will fall apart wall by wall. This is the same thing with their health. We like to focus on things that are sexy, biohacks and supplements and gadgets. We like to focus on things that are fun to talk about, but fundamentals cannot be skipped. And what are the fundamentals? The fundamentals to your health are quality sleep, stress masterment, mindset, which we just spoke about, and moving your body. So if those are not rock solid, let's talk about sleep, for example. 
if you're not getting quality sleep, you're not going to produce ad- adequate amounts of growth hormone, and you're not going to be able to flush out toxins that accumulate in the brain. Amazing things happen during sleep. Your glymphatic system is activated, which is the lymphatic system in the brain, where the cerebral spinal fluid is flushed, is, is produced and flushed over the brain. The brain actually shrinks so the fluid could collect toxins and plaques and proteins and detox it out of the body. You also have your liver working overtime to dump bile and toxins between 2 and 4 a.m., which is liver time. Your body's also activating fat-burning hormones. You're repairing, you're recovering, and all this is happening when you're unconscious during sleep. So if you're not getting quality sleep, you're going to accumulate toxins and plaques and proteins. You're not going to allow your fat-burning hormones to do their job. You're going to wake up the next day with higher levels of cortisol, higher higher levels of glucose, higher levels of the hunger hormone, ghrelin, uh, higher levels, excuse me, lower levels of the satiety hormone, leptin, which is a fat-burning hormone, and it's going to cause you to make bad decisions. So sleep is one of the fundamentals that cannot be skipped. And then stress. We've, we've spoken on the show a lot about stress. Um, one person that comes to mind is Dr. Bruce Lipton, who made the point that stress, uh, chronically high levels of stress, is going to actually wipe out your immune system and your immune response, amongst other things. But he gave the example of a, a, a patient that's going through surgery for a kidney transplant. And when patients go through the surgery, the surgeon who's about to perform the surgery will strategically inject the patient with stress hormones. Why? Because it deactivates the immune system so the body could accept this foreign object, which is a new kidney. This is exactly what's happening when we are stressed out. There are three different areas of stress that we've covered throughout these episodes of the Keto Camp Podcast. Here are the three areas. Write these down. Area number one is mental emotional stress. And that could come from your relationships, from your job, being stuck in traffic, uh, whatever, watching the news too much, thinking the world's coming to an end. Mental stress is a big one, especially these days. Then we have physical stress. Physical stress, for example, is an injury, a concussion, a car accident, um, some sort of acute injury. And then we have chemical stress, which is a big one, which is environmental toxins, Mercury in your mouth in the form of silver fillings, mold exposure, um, very unhealthy environment in your household with a whole bunch of uh, VOCs, glyphosate in your food. These are chemical stressors. All three of these need to be examined, do an audit, and work on that stress bucket. Deplete the stress bucket and everything else that you're doing, keto, fasting, carnivore, your supplements will upgrade by default. But if you're not taking care of your stress bucket, then what's going to happen? You could be just spinning your wheels with keto and fasting. So we talk a lot about specifically heavy metal detox, and I've interviewed a lot of experts on that. And if you want to learn more about how I teach people to detox, you could head over to ketocampdetox.com where I take a small group through a 90-day detox program. The next one is actually launching in um, a few weeks, actually in January 2023. So you can learn about that over at ketocampdetox.com. And then we have mindset, uh, a big part of mindset. And mindset is a fundamental to health. A big part of that is gratitude. And you hear me speak a lot on the show about vitamin G, the world's strongest vitamin in the world, because I say that 
It's free and it's so powerful. There's studies, numerous studies that show. I'll give you one example. Dr. Joe Dispenza has done brain scans on participants who practice gratitude. So they take vitamin G and he's seen 1,200 chemical reactions take place instantaneously that show and and put the body in this anti-inflammatory state. He's seen oxytocin, dopamine, serotonin, GABA. These are feel-good anti-inflammatory chemicals and hormones when you practice gratitude. And it's a great way to get your mindset uh, in order. And I recommend starting the day with gratitude, but not treating gratitude like a to-do list or a checklist, but actually feeling the feeling of gratitude. Why are you grateful? There is a part of your brain, which we've spoken about several times in the podcast, called the reticular activating system. This is the part of your brain. It's the size of your pinky, and it is this part of your brain that helps to the selective seeking part of your brain. It filters out unnecessary data. If you didn't have this in your brain, you would short circuit. Your brain would short circuit because there's so many, there's thousands and tens of thousands of things that come into your brain and stimulate your brain that you need to filter out. And thank God for this process. So whatever you feed the RAS, the reticular activating system, you're going to see more of. You're going to filter out things that are not important and you're going to see whatever you've been feeding your RAS. So for example, if you decide to buy a red Audi, you've been researching this beautiful red Audi, let's say it's a Audi SQ8, which is actually a car I've been looking into getting. Uh, Audi SQ8, beautiful red Audi SQ8, and you go and you buy it. And you're driving off the dealership lot with your beautiful red car. And all of a sudden, you notice a red Audi pass by you. And you thought, well, that's a coincidence. And for weeks, you notice red Audis, the same exact red Audi you got, you notice it everywhere at stoplights, in parking lots, And you start to think, wow, did everybody buy a red Audi because I bought one? No, they were always there. The red Audis were always there in front of you, but now you've activated the RAS to see it. How does this relate to gratitude? When you practice gratitude and you appreciate people, things, circumstances in your life, you will have more things to appreciate. This is a universal law. What you feed energy to expands, good or bad. If you're not practicing gratitude, if you're doing the opposite and you are resentful, you are angry, you are pissed off, and you have self-limiting thoughts, we all have them, by the way, all you're going to see are problems. When you practice gratitude, those problems turn into opportunities. Dr. Bruce Lipton shared when I interviewed him on the show that your thoughts are a frequency that have the ability to penetrate your cell membranes, and communicate with your DNA nucleus. And if it's a healthy thought, a grateful thought, a loving thought, that signal sent to your DNA will tell the DNA to produce anti-inflammatory chemicals and proteins. But if it's a negative thought, a stinking thinking thought, that protein produced is inflammatory. And guess what? You have 60,000 thoughts per day. And they determine that 90% of those thoughts you have every day are the same thoughts from yesterday, and 85% of them are negative thoughts. If your thinking is stinking, your dreams are shrinking. To me, this is very inspiring and empowering because if you have 60,000 thoughts per day and your thoughts could determine health in your body, you have 60,000 opportunities to put your body in a healing, 
anti-inflammatory state. Mindset is a fundamental. And then movement. Movement includes exercise and strength training and sprinting, but more so than just exercise is moving your body, getting your steps, staying, being active, which is going to help activate the lymphatic system. It's going to help with nitric oxide production. It's going to help with growth hormone. Uh, lean muscle is very important. Is the A lot of speakers that have come on the show have shared that it is the longevity organ, and I agree. So movement is another fundamental that cannot be skipped. That is the second lesson that I've learned. Fundamentals are important. Sleep, stress, mindset, and movement are those four fundamentals. The third lesson that I've learned is that calories matter, but they are not important. There was a time in the beginning of my career, I've been in the health space for 14 years now, 14 plus years. And in the beginning, I would host seminars where I, I called it the science of fat loss here in Miami at my old CrossFit gym that I used to own. And I used to teach people all about calories, eat less, move more. If you want to get healthy and if you want to lose weight, all you have to do is cut your calories and let's determine what your basal metabolic rate is, how much calories you burn, and let's create a deficit. And while that might work short term, I sh shortly discovered that it's, it's a huge distraction. And I'm not denying calories. A lot of the experts I brought on, they all believe in the important, or I should say in the value of understanding calories, but they're not important. They're far down on the priority list. It's really about cellular metabolism. And that is a common theme with a lot of the interviews I've done. How is your metabolism working? I remember Dr. Kate Shanahan shared on the show that your metabolism doesn't have any speeds. Either you have an efficient metabolism that's metabolically flexible, or you have an inefficient metabolism that is metabolically inflexible. It's not really about speeding up your metabolism or uh, fixing a broken slow metabolism. It's about creating a metabolic flexible metabolism, if that makes sense. So a lot of the experts like Gary Tobbs, when I interviewed him, really put that whole calorie debate to rest. And uh, an, an example of how much of a distraction calories cal calorie counting is, it doesn't give the person, it doesn't give you enough data to change your health. The example is this. Let's say you go to a financial wealth seminar that's hosted by Warren Buffett, who's a billionaire, and you want to learn from Warren Buffett. So you attend this seminar, and it's Q&A time, and you raise your hand, and Warren Buffett calls on you, and you have your question, and you say, Warren, how do I become rich like you? And Warren Buffett says, that is easy. Just spend less money than you earn. And then he goes on to the next question. You sit there thinking, yeah, that makes sense, but it doesn't give you the solution. Same thing with calories. Yeah, it makes sense, but it doesn't give you the solution. So what's the solution? Cellular membrane inflammation. A lot of the episodes we've done teaches you ways to reduce inflammation at the cellular level. And when you do that, then your fat-burning hormones could do a better job. You could create energy. You could reduce inflammation in the form of reactive oxygen species. Uh, the body doesn't have any mechanisms to count calories. Dr. Don Klum talked about this when I interviewed him a couple times in the show, and so did Dr. Jason Fung. There are no receptor sites or mechanisms inside of your body to count calories. So why do we continue to do so? The human body is not a math equation or a bank account or a calculator. The human body is a very complex chemistry lab. So one of the overall themes is that, yeah, calories matter, 
but they're not important. They are more of a distraction. So we do not count calories at uh, Keto Camp with my Keto Camp Academy students. We teach about macros. We teach about getting your protein requirement and staying under your carb threshold, but we don't focus on calories. And that has been an overall theme with a lot of the people I've interviewed. So that is lesson number three, focus on cellular metabolism, hormonal health, and stay away from the calorie counting distractions. Number four, we've kind of touched upon this earlier. Environmental toxins must be addressed. I can't tell you how many times I've seen people, and it really sucks, honestly. People do everything right. This was me, actually, doing everything right with keto and intermittent fasting. I was spending about $600 worth of supplements every month. This was back in 2015, and I didn't feel that great. Why? Because I didn't address environmental toxins. For me, I had eight silver fillings in my mouth, vaporizing mercury into my brain. I lived in a moldy home. And it wasn't until I addressed that then everything else worked better. This is the same thing with you. Environmental toxins must be addressed. And there are, uh, I've interviewed a lot of people on this and here are the most common environmental toxins interfering with your health. I mentioned one, which is silver fillings in your mouth. When I interviewed Dr. Caitlin Zazowski and Dr. Daniel Pompa and Dr. Mindy Pels and uh, Dr. Dome and many, many others, they explained that 50 to 55% of every silver filling, silver amalgam filling contains the toxin mercury. And that mercury vaporizes for the extent that it's in your mouth, meaning it could be 20 years, 50 years, 80 years, it'll continue vaporizing. And that goes, that organic mercury in the tooth goes and turns into inorganic mercury in the brain, in the hypothalamus pituitary, which controls your adrenals, your thyroid, your hormones. And if there's inflammation and uh, interference in the brain, there's going to be inflammation downstream. So that's one thing you want to address. And some of the resources for you is to find a biological holistic dentist to get those fillings out safely the right way. You don't want to just go to a regular dentist. The resource for that is www.iaomt.org to find a biological dentist. That's step number one. Step number two is then to detox the mercury out of your brain the right way. That's the system that I teach students. I take a small group and I could teach that to you if you head over to ketocampdetox.com. Another toxin, environmental toxin, is glyphosate. I interviewed uh, Dr. Jeffrey or Jeff, Jeffrey Smith, yeah, and he explained the dangers of GMOs and glyphosate. And Stephanie Seneth has shown with her work, she's an MIT researcher, that glyphosate actually drives these toxins deeper into your tissues and bones. So that's why it's important to eat organic non-GMO foods, because that's also an environmental toxin, and take things like ion for the gut, uh, which when I interviewed Dr. Zach Bush, he spoke about that as well. Another one is mold. Mold is nasty. It's hidden. Uh, we recommend doing a mold test to just rule out if you have black mold or any mold in your house. Sometimes you can't see it or smell it, but it's there, and it's causing low-grade chronic inflammation. The company that I use is Pure Maintenance. If you go to puremaintenance.com, uh, you could find uh, a contractor that they use that's in your area in the United States. They might be in other countries as well, but that's puremaintenance.com. And the fifth and final lesson that I've learned, and look, I've learned a lot more lessons, but I just wanted to get like the five top overall themes here. The fifth one is going to be master your glucose and insulin spikes. We could safely say this. 
If you continuously spike glucose and insulin throughout the day, you are going to age yourself faster than anybody you know. The human body wants 80 milligrams per deciliter, so uh, that's one teaspoon of sugar in your bloodstream to be considered an optimal state. So what happens is when you have elevated blood sugar, the beta cells in your pancreas need to pump out insulin. When I interviewed Dr. Brian Lenskis, he gave a great analogy and explained exactly how this happens with insulin resistance. And the thing about insulin resistance is that it's tricky because it takes 10 to 20 years before a diabetes diagnosis is made, even though you could be developing insulin resistance the whole time. And to give you an example of how detrimental the standard American diet is, an Ebola, an acai bowl, people say it's a super food, acai contains 117 grams of sugar. Orange juice, 16 ounces is 52 grams of sugar. Can of soda is nine teaspoons of sugar. And that adds up very, very fast. And that's going to lead to a lot of problems. So when you can control that, you can control your health, right? That's where keto and intermittent fasting comes into play. And we have so many episodes on that uh, that you could go through and listen to if you haven't done so already. And then there's so there's many many amazing tools available for you to understand what your glucose looks like, right? We've interviewed Kara Collier from Nutrisense. Actually, we have her coming back on the next episode for round two. We've interviewed Levels, uh, Casey, Dr. Casey Means from Levels. We were big fans of continuous glucose monitors. There's also finger prick machines like Keto Mojo. Testing postprandial glucose is important. Testing fasting glucose is important. And the better you can master that, your glucose and insulin spikes, the healthier you're going to be, the longer you're going to live. And that is an overall theme because glucose is important. Uh, the brain always needs glucose, but a lot of people don't understand that you don't have to actually eat carbohydrates to get that glucose into the brain, into the body that's needed for proper function. You could get it. Your body can manufacture its own glucose from the backbone of fat and from protein via gluconeogenesis. There's no such thing as essential carbs. The human body is made up of less than 1% carbs. There are essential fats, there are essential proteins, but not essential carbs. This is where a lot of people get it wrong when they say you always need glucose. They're right, but you can manufacture it even on a ketogenic lifestyle, even during intermittent fasting. So we want to get really good at mastering your glucose. The optimal range that you want to hit for a fasting glucose is to be somewhere between 70 and 90 milligrams per deciliters. Most experts I've interviewed agree to that. And then you also want to test postprandial glucose. Uh, Daniel Hamilton and a few other experts have t- spoken about this. Um, Dr. A- uh, Boz has spoken about this. Postprandial glucose means after eating a meal. You never want to see your glucose shoot up over 140 milligrams per deciliters. You're creating damage to your blood vessels when you see that. Now, it's fine to get a response of glucose. You just don't want to see it spike up too high. One hour after eating a meal, glucose should be under 100 milligrams per deciliter. And then two hours after eating, it should go back to that baseline result. Meaning, if you tested your glucose right before you ate a meal and it was 88, which is good, which is really good, and then you ate a meal and then two hours later, it's back down to around 88, that is a good sign. But if it stays elevated, it's like 120 or 130, two hours after eating, that's a problem. And it's a sign you might have insulin resistance. So a lot of experts that I've interviewed say, you got to go get a fasting insulin done. 
I agree. Dr. Alexandra Soa from Get So Get Well uh, So Well Health, excuse me, has a at-home testing kit for insulin. You also could request it from your doctor. You want your fasting insulin under five. Again, that's important. Even some say more important than an A1C because that A1C could take years to change even though you are becoming or you are insulin resistant. So that is a common theme. Master your blood sugar, master your insulin, you'll master your health. And we have so many episodes on how to do that. I know that it can feel overwhelming when you hear so many episodes and experts and you want to find out how do you apply this to you and your unique needs and goals and health history. And I'd love to show that to you if you want to hire me as your coach, I am available. Uh, I teach this to my Keto Camp Academy students. And you could simply just send me a message on Instagram with the word energy. And I'll have a brief conversation with you, send you some info, hear about your goals, and potentially become your coach. We have an incredible online program with members from all across the world where we teach this in a step-by-step system. And I also give you group health coaching on this. You also get to work with our Keto Camp coaches one-on-one. We have Coach Becky, Coach John, Coach Alina, who teach this as well. And all you need to do is just message me. My Instagram handle is at the Ben Azadi. I hope this was valuable to you. I thought it was super cool to kind of extract top five themes and lessons that I've learned. Please continue to show up and press play for the show. We'll continue releasing episodes every week, three to four episodes every single week. Share this podcast with a friend. Um, we also release... All of the podcast interviews can be found on our YouTube channel video format, youtube.com slash ketocamp. And I want to express my vitamin G gratitude for you. I don't know if you're brand new to the show, if you've been here for a while, but thank you so much. And if you haven't left the Keto Camp podcast a rating or a review yet on whatever platform you're listening from, please do so. It really helps the show grow. And honestly, we spend a lot of resources to get these podcasts out. We spend thousands of dollars per month. And it takes a lot of moving parts, takes a whole team, and we're not asking for you to pay anything, but if you leave the show a rating and review, it will help us grow and reach more people. Thank you so much for listening to the entire episode. I'll see you in the next episode with Kara Collier, where we talk all about continuous glucose monitors and mastering your blood sugars. Talk to you soon. See you in the next episode. This podcast is for information purposes only. Statements and views expressed on this podcast are not medical advice. This podcast, including Benazadi, disclaim responsibility from any possible adverse effects from the use of information contained herein. Opinions of guests are their own. And this podcast does not accept responsibility of statements made by guests. This podcast does not make any representations or warranties about guest qualifications or credibility. Individuals on this podcast may have a direct or non-direct interest in products or services referred to herein. If you think you have a medical problem, consult a licensed physician.